everybody, and welcome to episode number 57 of Dole Whips and Double Doubles. My name is Ryan Miller, and sitting beside me, as always, is my wife, Lauren. Hello. We're one half of the Double Doubles from Hamilton, Ontario. Joining us virtually, as always, we have Ryan and Lauren in London, Ontario. Hello. Howdy, howdy. Welcome, everybody. Uh, We've got a fun topic today. We are talking about the top five Walt Disney World attraction queues. Um... And I got to say, this is a little more challenging than I thought it would be. Um, but uh, but we're going to give it, we're certainly going to give it a try. We talked about this a little bit, though. Ryan was like, I have like 15 that could go on there. And I, for once in my life, was a little more discerning. <laughs> um, yeah, my short list was not not super short. But uh, but we're going to knock it down. We're going to make the case for, for some of them and then narrow it down to our top five. And then probably try to pick a winner if we can, uh, if it's at all possible um something uh a little bit of housekeeping or asterisk uh, that we like to point out so our little baby rosalie uh is with um her grandmother at the moment and uh so if you hear her crying in the background it's uh because she's sad but it's not because she's neglected so uh <laughs> yeah our big baby i was gonna say if you hear our kids in the background um right now don't feel sorry for them no. don't let them make they, you think that they're neglected either yeah, yeah no they're not neglected but uh, i wish we neglected them more so. yeah, that's probably that's yeah there you go if you have comments about that it's contact at dull whips and double doubles that's right do you have any issues yeah, we look forward to hearing you. Send in those letters. <laughs> Kids who go to Disney who have been taken by their parents there are loved children. That's true. Uh, you know? that's I, was, I was not taken to Disney as a child. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that now. Yeah. Me neither. Me neither. The yeah. Laurens were Whoa. left out. And, and we, have, so funny. we have yet to take Rosalie to Walt Disney World, so I guess the jury's still the out works. on that one. It's in the works. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but let's get into our topic today um, and talk about attraction cues. Um, there's a lot to to consider um, because more and more over the years, the attraction has spilled into the queue a little bit. Um, I would say that Disney is um, is developing new attractions with cues that sort of blend um the line with an experience but they always have said that they're storytellers yeah and that often i think they're trying to tell that story like from the get-go and some cues do that better than others yeah um but all that is to say there are some there are some things that you may not hear on our list or some things that you do hear on our list and we'll try to make our best case for them but i did want to quickly mention one that uh i didn't have on my list which is rise of the resistance um and it's hard to define when the queue starts and, and finishes. But in my mind, and not to put too many spoilers, but there's a part of the initial queue uh, when you start to get into the story and things start to happen around you. Um, I, I'm going to count that as starting the attraction. Like it's, it's like part of, it's part of the experience. Um, and so even though right up until the time you get into the ride vehicle, a lot happens and it's a really cool experience. Um, I, I don't want to say that, uh, you know, it's all cue because part of it is, but I think part of it is also uh, attraction. So um, I think it's important for, for us to sort of, make that distinction and um and yeah let's just go back and forth and we'll talk about our favorite 
uh, cues and make the case for why they should be in the top five. Um, why don't I start? And I'll start in that area um, because I want to talk about Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Um, not only do you have to queue up uh, in and around the Millennium Falcon outside, um, but by the time you get through the queue and you see, you know, different parts, different engine parts going on, um, the last part of the queue is you in the Millennium Falcon itself. Um, you get to walk around and take pictures and, and explore before but your see, team. What's hard here though, is that is there that is a show there. There's That's that true. show. So, but I still think, did you guys have this on your list? Oh, sorry. I, I, um, we did not have it on our okay. list and I, to be honest, because I didn't, we went through the back. Yes. That's um, right. The we, time when we went. Yeah. And so I didn't get the, the Hondo experience um, as well as, uh, you know, you're walking through like basically a hallway. Yeah. It didn't feel super exciting. That being said, being on the Millennium Falcon before you get on the ride yes. is terrific. So, yeah. um, I'm not sure that it'll be my top five, but it yeah. definitely makes it on my list now that I think about it. I just thought like when it's through the regular line, like even not considering the, the Hondo part, like, um, there's a lot of like noises happening and it, it feels very like things are happening you know like it just mm. like as you're walking by sort of this like feels like a mechanical me me like mechanic shop sort of yeah. thing it just feels like you are in a story and you're in a place where there are other things going on and it's not just decorative yeah so i really like that i think that this would have been on my like this was on my radar um because i i thought it was really well done yeah but why don't you guys make a case for one and uh yeah. Well, it's going to seem um, kind of pedestrian next to the Millennium Falcon, but we agree that Dumbo oh, yeah. is one of the best uses of spaces mm. um, and a really inventive way to get your kids to wait for a ride. Yeah. And I can't say enough about, you know, when you need a break, when you need just to sit for a minute and not listen to your kids tell you or um, just you need some cool like you need like air conditioning like I can't say enough about this waiting area because it's basically why, like, a, it's... like a playground right indoor yeah, playground and it's it is the big top 10 too right? right like it's got this feel of the circus and it's a great little playground Dumbo's yeah, flying and, around know, the ceiling he is yeah and I don't know how old is too old I bet you maybe 10 or 12 is too old but yeah. I, I can't remember the last time we were there um but i would say like definitely the older kids still enjoy it and um you know it's just you can stay in there as long as you want so this, that's amazing this place <laughs> always has kind of reminded me of my job in university um which is not really as exciting but i worked in the ball pit um in the room amazing. at at ikea and so like <laughs> just like having parents deposit their kids in like a play area while they're doing something else or like wait <laughs> like it just sort of a uh, similar kind of idea but like you have to be there with your kids right and you, yes, you get you a do. pager absolutely yes yeah, yes and like that's also why yeah. it reminded me of ikea because yes. that's what we would give the parents <laughs> to come back you know if they didn't come back at the end of their hour but i think this is a yeah that's a great it's basically a cue that isn't a cue yeah. Right. Like it's yeah. it's such an inventive way to to pass the time because 
you know, Dumbo is for everybody, but it certainly appeals to to lots of kids and um, and is a good attraction for kids. And because of that, um, I think Disney recognizes that not all kids can just stand in line. Like you have to do something. <laughs> you have to be physically yes. like active. active. Yes. And sometimes if yes. you had to wait for even half an hour, just like standing and moving and standing and moving, right. some kids would just lose their minds. And so yeah. and it gives them an opportunity to... to blow off some steam. And they love to talk to each other. Yeah. yeah. You know, even Hadley's eight now, but she loves to meet new kids. And so it's a great opportunity for them to do that. Um, so, yeah, I can't say enough about the space. And I, I actually kind of wish there was a few more of those yeah. around the parks, to be honest. I think, indoor, I right? Also, like an indoor cool off station. Yeah. Uh, Dumbo is like such a classic um, like Disney ride that I also think it's one of those where it's like, you have to ride Dumbo. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. so I think... Yeah. I think they just know fam- it's like a must-do for families. Well, yeah. and I will tell you, I have a couple of photos of Hadley with the most gleeful look on her oh. face. I'm sitting in the one in front of her, and she's behind me with Ryan. And just, yeah, she absolutely loves all of those rides. Because yes. there's a couple that are similar, right? Aladdin's <laughs> carpet. Like, it's yeah. all the same ride, but she didn't care. We had to go on them every time. And, yeah, yeah there's something really joyful about it. <laughs> um, all right, let's put it on our tentative list so far. Um I, I'm really torn about this one because I I think Flight of Passage has a really, really, has really great elements. It's just the fact that you have to wait in it for like two to two to three hours. Um, the standby queue, the the initial outside area where you get to walk through Pandora and and be under the floating mountains um, and see the waterfall and the and the plant life. It's so cool and it's so immersive. Um, absolutely magical yeah like i could sit there for hours truthfully and then i know that like you get inside and there are different um different showrooms or different parts of the queue that are interesting but by the end you've been in them for a very long time and then once you get into um sort of the old rda building um it's it's like okay I, i get it we're now into the See, I don't, I was into it more than that. Like, right. I'm not into the amount of time I have to wait, but, <laughs> uh, and arguably I've only waited once. We waited once with friends yeah. and went through it. And I was like, I just loved like the, how the story, like how you saw it shift through that. That's like, true. Like how there's that section, like each section is very different. But I love that gradual shift it between it and like there's that part where you're kind of in a very mechanical like you're entering kind of in, into more of the depth of the building. Yeah. But there's still so much of the vegetation that's taking it over because it's no longer really in use. Right. right. Like so I really like that. And, and then then you get to the lab where there's yeah. the floating avatar. Like and that's... also the the skull of the Ikran is like cool to see. Yeah. So I think they've done a good job of like making things seem different knowing how long people are going to wait. I will agree with you to a point. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cement. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like there's there, like, I would say that it, the, it's just like, um, galaxy's edge, you know, it's beautiful what they did, but what they did is not really meant to be beautiful. Right. So, I don't know if, you know, out of, it's certainly not the most aesthetically pleasing other than the outside part. I think the, the last 
20 minutes of, of waiting, uh, you know, can be a little well, and I will mundane say, in the big corridor yeah. of, of factory kind of yes. manufacturing yeah. plant. Yeah. And we both times wrote it, um, at least the, both times I wrote it, I used a fast pass. So it was really jarring to yeah. go from like your beautiful outdoor the fast to this, pass, like, cement. I feel like yeah. they don't you do know? any, they didn't no. do anything in there. But also doesn't, it doesn't work. <laughs> what was good in the standby is uh, not really part of the story, but they have bottle refilling station and a bathroom like water yeah <laughs> and like that yeah. that was good to you doesn't that like sp- didn't that speak to yes. like what their mindset was around that right yeah yeah we're gonna have a, a washroom here it's yeah. a holding pen is what it is yeah. yes so yeah. uh yeah no i can i see i see both both yeah. sides um do you have another one for our list so we i love winnie the pooh i it's the first one I think of when you talk about Q. And I think, again, I come from this perspective of just entertain my kids, please. Right. So, but I have so many great memories, like of Finn's first trip when he was two and a half, he just absolutely adored it and like wanted to keep playing. And, you know, they've got the, the drums and the garden with the pop-up gophers and the little house. And there's just so many great pictures you can get and your kids can just really play while they're waiting in line. And, um, I, the one, the walls where you kind of got the honey covering up the pictures. Like there's just a lot of really inventive, creative things. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with COVID though. Like, you know, is everybody going to have to like sanitize after they go through? <laughs> I don't know. But, um, it's, I, I always think of Winnie the Pooh when I think of a good cue. Well, and that's, it's, it's well done. It's, it's one, unfortunately where the parents have to continue waiting in line. <laughs> <laughs> and moving, shuffling along while the kids get to go and have fun. Um, it's not until the honey wall that the parents can can sort of jump in there. But uh, but yeah, no, I totally get it. It is um, it's fun, and it's I would say it's more fun than I know. There are things to do in like the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I queue, was just gonna say the same thing. Absolutely, but it's not exactly. It's yeah, not it's quite not the, the same, same because it's yeah. not as fun as as what goes on in in Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. So yeah, let's. It's, it, yeah, Let's, should have been more interactive. Uh, I would say Seven Dwarfs should have just been a, that much more interactive. Yeah. And I I know that's probably hard to do, but yeah. For sure. Um, I'm going to make a quick case for Expedition Everest only because I it's this is like Disney storytelling. And you can tell this is something that Joe Rohde had his hands in um, because it is... Uh, a ton of artifacts of this expedition and the Yeti that don't exist. Like they had to create this story around um, the Yeti and, um, and all this research that people had done and previous expeditions and uh, artifacts that they found. And the queue just takes you through all of that. And I I know um, it's hard to stop and really look at everything but if you do, if you do have that opportunity to, you'll just, you'll have an appreciation for how immersive it really is. Um, I, I don't know. I know it doesn't appeal to like the kids as much, um, but as an adult who's into storytelling, like this, this is a really cool and imaginative cue that, um, that we see here. And I think it at least deserves to be mentioned in in top Q category. 
Oh, I agree. No, the storytelling is fantastic. You, you, you really get a lot of homages to what's going to happen on your on yes. your ride uh, if you pay attention to to some of the signs and the posters and and just yeah, no, a great a lot of great Easter eggs and some you know definitely um, yeah, I agree with you. I think this is and just for our listeners who are like me and don't didn't always know what an Easter egg was, it's like your hidden gem, your you know, yeah, yeah, you kind of like a secret message that yeah. you know only those who have uh, you insider know, knowledge exactly, yeah. And you know, there's not that many rides at Disney or queues that that actually have that, like you say, that their own story. Yeah, that's that's pretty unique, actually. Absolutely. Do you have another one for the list? So I loved Frozen. I yeah. I mean, okay, the movie, the song, like you know, it was at one point you felt like that was all you were hearing and it was hard to love it. But then they came up with the second movie and I loved it even more. And it's just as good. And it's, yeah. it, the cue does it justice. Like the cue, I just love Oaken's sauna. Oh, right? So I good. Mean, who doesn't so like, good. Oh yeah, no, it's... the only thing is it's a little dark. Um, and Hadley didn't like that. And I know we've talked about that before on podcasts, but um, I, I enjoyed the cue for frozen a lot. And I yeah. feel like we were in, you know, Arendelle. Yeah, and as and and going like we just talked about storytelling. This one doesn't have necessarily storytelling, but this is you walk into what seems like the square mm-hmm. of Arendelle the town. Like it's it yeah. feels like you're just part of the it feels like the moment where um it's coronation day, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's come to to see Elsa be that was queen. a it, it was definitely a magical moment like yeah. maybe i don't know i had high expectations but they were definitely met and it yeah. was it was like a you know feel like a kid moment definitely yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely no I, I agree i think it's um it certainly sets the stage for for the attraction and everybody who is a frozen fan is gonna is gonna love being there um yeah i uh i completely agree um, Luckily, the ride doesn't uh, disappoint. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. a good ride too. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Uh, it's not the trolls of Maelstrom anymore, but um, <laughs> no. but uh, but certainly, yeah. I think there's there's been an improvement. I will say. Um, I want to make a case for Tower of Terror. Um, yes. Just because I think thematically it uh, it's spooky. Um, it looks run down. It, it builds the story of. You know, you're going to get on an elevator that isn't necessarily uh, in tip-top shape. And uh, and obviously some uh, spooky things have, have been happening uh, to to the tower ever since. Um, ever since it first had that uh, that accident that one night. Um, it, uh, I don't know, I think it's just so immersive um, when you get into the building and you see all the cobwebs... Um, on this like luxury hotel lobby getting into the library and uh and experiencing that part of the of the queue and then being in the basement with the like the boilers and um and the service elevators it it all builds to your experience on on the attraction itself because the attraction on its own would be really thrilling and a lot of fun but it's the fact that uh, everything up to that point is getting you ready for is putting you in the mindset for getting on that ride. Well, and so going back to flight of passage where I talked about the, the amount of cement, you know, tower of terror could have the same thing said about it. You know, when you're down in the boiler and all the pipes and stuff, but boy, they just, 
it feels like it's part of the story. Sometimes yeah. right. I will say in the queue for Flight of Passage, I don't always feel like right. I'm part of the story. Yes. But in Tower of Terror, I absolutely get the sense that I am meeting my demise and there's something <laughs> horrible about to happen. Yeah. Um, and, and, and yeah, I agreed. I think that is a great cue. Oh, the things we do to our kids. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys have another one. Okay. So I, I'm not sure that this makes top five, but I think it's tough to undersell Little Mermaid, um, The Adventures of Little Mermaid, because it is, it, you know, it's one of those ones where when you, you stand outside of it, you know, because part of the, the queue is also like, you know, the, the expectations that you have coming up to the ride, right? So Tower of Terror, you know, you know, you see the elevator drop, you kind of know what's going on. The tower looks ominous, you know, the, the queue follows and the ride follows. Same with Little Mermaid. You walk, you see the boat, you see the, you know, the the bust of the, uh, I don't know, is it Ariel? Of, um, yeah, she's on, on the, the front, boat. On the front of the bow. Right, um, right on the bow. Um, and so this idea, then you, of course you meander around rocks and then you get in there and you've got like the little screens with the crab that's collecting <laughs> things. Yeah, he's so cute. Yeah, yeah. and... and and scuttle and scuttle and, and what's really fun to me is it doesn't usually need it because there's hardly ever a line yeah but it's it, it yeah is maybe a, if you had to stand there for three hours you'd hate it maybe <laughs> i don't know maybe but anyways i think it's definitely an underlooked uh cue for sure no i agree and and yeah again it's like frozen it's fans of the little mermaid are going to enjoy um yeah sort of the the thematics around them like the the theme that has been uh, built into the queue for sure um okay uh i'm gonna say toy story midway mania oh yes of course because you get shrunk down to the size of a toy and you see yeah. these larger than life board games and uh and characters and then obviously mr potato head um <laughs> in the queue it's just really it's fun it's zany and and it gets you excited it's colorful there's lots of things to look at it gets you excited for getting on that ride and um and even though like it doesn't really tie in directly to the ride um it's still toy story it's still fun um and and yeah i think there's just so much so much to look at um, and it's over the top and it's bright and it's fun. Yeah. Um, we got stuck in front of Mr. Potato Head for a while and, and we kept like, I was, I was oh, really we debating like, is he, is there someone in there? Is there, is he an animatronic or is there someone actually making him say those things? Like it yeah. was just really clever. I don't know. I still don't know what I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's part of that magic. It was. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah. You guys have another one on the list. Our list is getting quite long, I will say. It is. Okay, I we. Know. Um, well, yeah, we have about three or four more on ours. Sure. Um, well, see, I don't. We, the one thing we said was Nemo. So Finn, our son, he actually said um, this: the Nemo, Nemo ride, the ride. Um, but then we were kind of talking about how they're really similar with Ariel, like the Little Mermaid ride. But. Um, you know, I mean, if you're going to give one shout out, you should give the other a shout out, but maybe they cancel each well, other out. And, yeah. and I think on this episode, I have on numerous occasions talked about how much I love this queue. Yeah. With wondering, you know, you basically start outside at with, the beach. With, at the beach, but you yeah. hear the seagulls as yeah. you're walking up and you see them and then mine, 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 you know, and, you're, and then you go in and you're on the beach and then you, you eventually make your way to underneath the boats 
Uh, it's really well done. Again, it's hardly ever utilized. Yeah. Um, cause you very rarely need to have that long of a wait, but Except it is, one time. I know one time we did, it, <laughs> it's so, so rare. Um, but so to me, it, it's, it's one of those rides where again, you get a sense of what's going to happen on the ride from just being outside. You've got the big characters, you've got the seagulls, you start walking in. So, um, when you think about other rides like the land or figment in which their queues are pretty pedestrian, if not well, non-existent, so well, fine, fine, fine. But uh, I thought this deserves a shout out because yeah, it is so much better. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I agree. I think it's a really um, undervalued queue. Um, yeah. Well, we'll put it on the list and we'll see where we'll see what that happens. <laughs> um, okay. I have, I have one more that I want to talk about and that is uh, a haunted mansion. Yeah. This yes. uh, obviously this queue has a lot going in the same way that Tower of Terror builds you up for that ride. Haunted Mansion is like a slightly less spooky version of that because it's still spooky, um, but it's building you to the fun of the Haunted Mansion. And there's so much to it. Like obviously there's that first little stint where you are just sort of walking underneath the the tent, but. Um, but you still get to see the grounds and you can see um, the building a little bit. But once you get into the interactive part of, of the queue where, you know, you get to push the, the books onto the bookshelf or, or play the instruments um, it's there's, there's so much to kind of do and get hands on with. Um, and then you enter the, the building. And I feel like once you go through the doors, that's like the attraction starting, even though you're not on mm. the ride vehicle yet. Um, but just outside, I think there, there's so much to do and those, those head statues, um, I, I don't know. There's just so much to see. It's, it, it has to be one of the most immersive cues just because it is, um, fun, but not too scary. And, and yeah, just an all around, you get to read the tombstones. Um, you get to see Leota's eyes open, um, if you stare long enough, it's it's really, really cool. So I think it certainly deserves to be on the list. For sure. Yeah. All right. Do you guys have a, a one or two more? So we have two more. Okay. Um, but I will say one of those seems like... So one's Pirates. Right. Which it's cavernous. It's got rock. It's got... Skeletons. It's got skeletons. Um, it's very well done, but I would say that with the advancement of technology, like the Haunted Mansion stuff and Winnie the Pooh stuff, I don't know if it's in the top five, but it is one. Uh, and truthfully, it's it's just a lot of rock work, in right. my opinion. I mean, it's nice, but it's 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 really it's a lot just of a cement. Lot of rock work. A lot of cement. They did make it look nicer than the inside That's of. That's uh, very true. Yeah. Uh, Flight of Passage. Anywho, the last one that we have is the Muppets. That's because we like to be busy in the line. We want you to do something with us, and in that case, you get to watch a movie. Yeah, yeah you've got the movie, and but again, you know, going back to the Easter eggs, there's a ton of yes. things to look at. Yeah. Goodness sure. me. Yeah. Um, and it's air conditioning. Um, I like yes. that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I stand by this. I think the Muppets is is a really inventive way to hold a lot of people for the, the which is the theater too. Uh, but no, I really like that cue. Mm -hmm. 
the show, I guess I would say the the staging area. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. It is a lot of fun. You get to see the Muppets already like doing their thing uh, yeah. and really performing beforehand um, on those screens. And you know, uh, many years later, those jokes are still funny. I still yeah. laugh at it. It's still good. It's still comedy. <laughs> um, and it's the reason why Muppet Vision 3D is still around because it's still funny. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have a good time watching it. Um, that does bring our list to 13. Um, so I feel like we have some, uh, some quick cuts to make, uh, but I'll go through the list again, just so, uh, so everybody's on the same page. Um, we talked about Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, Dumbo, Flight of Passage, Winnie the Pooh, Expedition Everest, Frozen Ever After, Tower of Terror, um, Under the Sea, The Little Mermaid, um, Toy Story Midway Mania, Finding Nemo, um, or Under the Sea with Nemo and Friends, uh, Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Muppet Vision 3D. Uh, I'm going to make some quick uh, suggestions and just stop me if you think that I'm wrong. <laughs> um, because Lauren's not here, she has stepped away to uh, to go be with Rosalie. <laughs> I'm going to knock um, Flight of Passage off this list. Uh, not because I don't agree with her that um, I think the story progresses in in the queue. I think it's the combination of standing in that queue for two two plus hours and the fact that the pre-show uh, bugs me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the pre-show misses a lot of marks. I didn't understand it. Yeah. I did not understand it. I get that they did it on purpose, um, and there's a lot to it because there's a lot of logistics that need to go on um, behind the scenes, but... Uh, but I feel like points are deducted for, for that. Um, Mm -hmm. so, so I'm going to take that one off the list. Um, so Nemo, I'm going to take off the list just because we said it, it's sort of like, um, under the sea, under the sea. I'm a little, I'm a little torn with in that. I would absolutely think it's a really great cue, but it is the longest unused cue yeah. Yes. At Walt Disney you World. You do have to like yep. walk. You have to walk past. forever through it. Yes. And so you don't yes. really get to stop and do the things that you want to do or see the things because there's uh, somebody's behind you. Someone's behind you and they're yes. just going to pass you in the line. Right. I know that Lauren did go once. Um, I think it was on her solo trip when they did open up a part of the queue because it was that busy. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but that queue looks like it would hold a hundred thousand people in it. And Oh, it's nuts. Yeah. It's uh, unbelievable. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm going to say under the sea is off the list as well. Um, pirates, I think for, for the reasons that you talked about, yes. it's a really yeah. good immersive queue, but it's not necessarily one that is as interactive as it could be. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say Expedition Everest. I'm going to take off the list. It's a really, really great story. Um, there's a lot to that story, but um, but I know that it's really boring for kids to stop and read plaques everywhere. And um, and so, so, yeah, so I'm going to take that off the list. Let's see. How many does that leave us with? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Can we knock three more off this list? Okay, I'm going to knock Frozen off because it's so dark. What? Yeah. 
I mean, no, it it, it really wow. set Hadley up so that she didn't want to ride the ride. That's and that, true. That defeated that the sad. whole purpose. I was so upset about that because <laughs> sure, she would have loved the ride. It's a so, very spirited child we have. I'm not sure. Sure, you sure. But like you said, you said it it makes you feel like you're in Arendelle. Well, in Arendelle, in the movie. They don't it's show really, it at night. Yeah, it's true. It's really so, okay. you know, I think I get why it's dark, but I don't. Wow. I don't think it should be so. I think, I just, like you all know, Dole Whips doubles at uh, gmail.com. <laughs> Send your comments. Um, I, I mean, I agree. And I will also say for Frozen Ever After, it does seem like one large room that yes. is yeah, themed oh, very yes. well. Yes. And it's not, okay. you all know, right. yeah. So, wow. So, we're okay. going to take Frozen off this list. Um, well, now, based on that criteria, does that mean we have to take Muppets off the list? Right. Oh, interesting. Uh, Muppets well, see, is I could, one I, big room. Uh, right. I, I, could, I could go either way. I could see that it's actually, to be honest, you could argue that it's actually part of the show. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That the queue is actually that The queue is actually you waiting mm-hmm. in a cavernous in a room that has nothing, right? The, oh, the pre-show's got Rizzo the Rat and Gonzo. Yeah. Like with three little TVs in a very big room. Yeah, yeah, all right. Maybe maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe that should be more the cue than... <laughs> I mean, basically, well, it's the pre-holding. You wouldn't the say that Muppets is better than Haunted Mansion or that Muppets is better than Winnie the Pooh. You wouldn't say that. So. As, a, as a cue. For, for a cue, no. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to suggest we take toy story midway mania off this list because as much as i like mr potato head the rest of it is not interactive i uh it's just really cool stuff to look at Um, and it is it really sucks when you get stuck in there yes we were stuck for a long time the ride the ride broke (laughs) yeah then you're there forever and it's like i mean how long do you want to look at a giant crayon yes uh or a huge playing card gets garish yeah i guess yeah (laughs) So that brings us to our top five here, uh, which means our top five attraction cues in no particular order, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, uh, Dumbo, Winnie the Pooh, Tower of Terror, Haunted Mansion. It's a good list. It's a good list. I know. So there are some uh, and uh, there are some on my short list. Uh, that never that never made it to to light here we talked uh before the podcast we talked about star tours i mean you get to see c-3po and r2d2 and a host of other robots that um that even one that's voiced by patrick warburton um which is one of my favorites um that's a really cool there's an atat out front it's that's like star wars cool but i guess you know it's that or Millennium Falcon. You kind of have to pick one or the other. Um, the other one that I wanted to mention is Peter Pan. Um, yes. Because that cue got a lot better. It's still a long time. But once you get yeah. into the children's room where Tinkerbell's flying around and stuff is happening, there's a lot of cool stuff that happens. Um, unfortunately, you do spend a lot of time sort of walking before you get into that room uh, or waiting in line before you get to that room. So that's why it didn't make the list here. Uh, I'd also add uh, um, Thunder Mountain Railroad. Yeah, as well. Big, big Thunder Mountain. There's lots yeah. of stuff to to see and uh, and a few things to play with. Um, I think Splash Mountain is also like a good interactive queue once, like immersive queue once you kind of yeah. get into it. Um, but obviously that's going to change after a few years. Um, so we'll see. Maybe the um, uh, maybe its new iteration as Princess and the Frog will. Uh, 
will blow us away and make the list. But right now we've got Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run, Dumbo, Winnie the Pooh, Tower of Terror, and Haunted Mansion. So uh, let's pick one or two each um, as our number one and and see if we all sort of land on the same one. Um, oh, this is hard. It's it's really tough. I'm oh. I'm gonna say probably my number one is uh, is Haunted Mansion. But I think my number two would be Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Oh, I just love Star Wars. And the fact that you get to walk through the Millennium Falcon and enter the cockpit at, uh, yes. at the end of it. That's yep. so yeah. cool. That, and it it's so wild. realistic. It is. Yeah. The, it feels like you yeah. are on the actual yeah. Millennium Falcon, let alone seeing the the one out front. That's you know what? That's a really good point. It was one of those like, holy cow, this is this really is cool so moments. cool. Okay, and you got to like you got to actually enjoy it. For yeah, too. They're not like okay, through. we're just railroading you through. Yeah, um, and you get into the cockpit and then like enjoy your ride. It's like you know we've given we've assigned you a, a task in a group. Um, there's at least a few groups in front. So while you're waiting for them, um, you get to enjoy walking around. around. Yeah. I, I agree with you. It was a, it was a fangirl moment for me. I, I, will, I squealed. I will see your millennium Falcon and Haunted Mansion. And I will raise you a tower of terror because mm. you did talk me into it. I think that that, the, the cobwebs, the, the pipes, the dilapidated hotel interior that you you find yourself in is done so well um that no i think that though though on a mansion is close um i think that uh, i would give tower terror my uh, 1a and 1b with Bologna, Bologna. I, I, well I think... i'm i was gonna say I'm, I'm gonna tip the scales and say that millennium falcon wins yeah because That's... it's a movie Tower Terror, Haunted Mansion, they don't have their own movie. It's not Tower of Terror movie. does have a movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do not yeah. go watch it. It's, well, it's awful. Not... Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Haunted Mansion yeah. also has a movie. Don't go watch it. Exactly. <laughs> All right, fair, fair. Um, I uh, The hard thing is I know um, that, uh, that Lauren and Hamilton would absolutely also agree with Tower of Terror as being, <laughs> as being the top one. Um, so... So I the feel she's not here. She's I not think Plenty of Falcon wins because I agree with you both that there is, and something that we sometimes forget because we go, we've been fortunate and have went other times. But if you're going for your first time, I think the wow factor is definitely Millennium Falcon versus Tower of Terror. Yeah, that's true. Like you get to you get to really appreciate Tower of Terror yeah. as you go through it. Um, for what but it you is. might need to do it once a couple times to really appreciate it right yeah because it's not something you're familiar with and and whereas... yeah you sometimes have to get off the ride to appreciate what happened yeah. in the queue whereas yeah. uh with millennium falcon you start off by seeing the millennium falcon like it's right. it's all it's like i'm gonna fly that thing that's pretty cool and <laughs> not only do you walk through sort of the workshop you get to see hondo who's a pretty uh pretty amazing animatronic um, right. and then yeah getting to walk through the actual uh well, the actual i say the actual um the millennium falcon interior getting into the cockpit and actually flying it is is such a really cool experience it all blends together so yeah i'm i'm fine with saying let's let's make the call that our number one inter, uh attraction queue at walt disney world is millennium falcon smugglers run 
and uh and feel free to comment uh if you think otherwise yeah and if lauren doesn't agree with us she can just leave mean right. comments yeah she can like, yeah she can just hateful yeah. mean tweets yeah. yeah or i'm sure that the post itself on our uh, facebook and instagram page will say we came to the wrong conclusion and decided right. that millennium falcon smugglers run was our top uh, top attraction cue um, we'll see what she really thinks. <laughs> absolutely. No spoilers, obviously, but we do want you to uh, head to our Facebook and Instagram pages and leave a comment on this particular episode about what you think is the best attraction queue at Walt Disney World. Do you think we got it? Um, do you think our logic for why Rise of the Resistance isn't there uh, holds up? Or can you make a case for, for another one? I know lots of people love the queue for Tomorrowland Speedway. That's a joke. No one loves that. It's an awful cue where you just smell the the horrible fumes all the time. But uh, but yeah, um, I want to let's let's leave it there. I think our our number one from our top five attraction cues, uh, Dumbo, Winnie the Pooh, Tower of Terror, Haunted Mansion, and our number one pick, Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run. Um, I think that's a pretty good list there. So. We want to thank you so much for listening on, on behalf of myself, Ryan and Lauren and Ryan and Lauren. We are the double doubles. You've been listening to Dole Whips and Double Doubles. Thanks so much for listening. And we look forward to you joining us again next time. Bye.